0: This is Warrior Podcast, changing the world by introducing warriors to the warrior God. I'm Elizabeth Andrade, here with Connor and Mario. Last week we talked a little bit about a crisis, a threat to humanity, to Christianity, the information crisis. Maybe let's do a little recap about what that is. Connor, would you mind sharing your thoughts or just... I don't know, defining this crisis, what it is and how it affects us.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I definitely would like to do that. Last week, our podcast, that was my favorite. I think that we have, it's just my favorite conversation Yeah, that we've had. I feel like I was learning from you guys. I was really enjoying our conversation. And I, I truly think that this is a massive problem that we have on our hands. And so-
0: A massive problem that we enjoyed our podcast or-
1: Yeah, it's a bit of like a pride (laughs) issue. Like, I just, I've listened to it like 7,000 times. No, there's nothing worse. I know you both know this. There's nothing worse than listening to your own voice.
0: Oh, oh, my man. goodness. Yeah. Okay, so
1: I'm the one that, that edits this, and then
0: Mario goes back and QCs it, and we both complain every single time, like, oh, I hate listening to myself so much.
2: Well, I even have a better excuse, I guess, to, to complain about my own voice because of my accent. And I still make a lot of mistakes in English, so I have to... Ask Elizabeth to kindly go back and listen to it again and see what she can do to fix my my English errors. But it happens. It happens quite often.
1: Brother, I love your accent. I love it. (laughs) Praise God for how he's made you. Praise God for your story. Bro, our fellow warriors out there would be shocked to learn the short amount of time that you have been speaking English. Is that a dumb question? How long have you been speaking English? How long have you been... To learn the English language.
0: I don't think it's a dumb question. No,
2: I don't think so. But um, well, I started learning English because of Elizabeth, right? And and she taught me English through FaceTime. And that was back in 2015. So that means uh five years ago, almost six, because it was in June, mm-hmm. right? And she started teaching me um English.
1: Five, six years though, bro. That's amazing. I, you sound fluent to me, honestly. Oh man, thank I you. I would appreciate I it. I would have thought that you've you've been Speak English your entire life. Seriously.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. You're too kind.
1: I learned. I took like five. I think. I think I even took seven. Seven years of Spanish, just going through the school system, and I barely remember anything. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same.
2: Uh, yeah. I. I understand. But I had that good motivation. You know.
1: <laughs> That's true. EJ, you had a you had your future wife, yes, your future wife in front of you. Said, "I'm gonna learn English to woo this woman." And by God's grace, it worked. That's right.
0: See, we just didn't have the end game when when we were learning Spanish, like back in the day. It was... Yeah,
1: if only if only Madeline spoke Spanish, then maybe that really would <laughs> fuel my father and yeah. I, I would be a fluent. For speaker. sure, for sure. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Dang. Moving on. Yes, the actual problem, not just being forced to listen to our own voice, not just loving our podcast. Man, we're just so thankful. If you're listening to this podcast. This was a dream that came together through some really cool circumstances, and I'm so thankful that it did. I'm so thankful for anyone and everyone who is listening to this right now, and when we are on the moon, when we're the number one podcast in the world, you remember. You've been here with us since day one, and I appreciate you, warrior. That said, here's our problem. All right, so here's the conversation that we're having. We started this last week. If you missed last week's episode, please go back. Check that out, so that you will have uh, the foundation. You'll know what we're talking about because we're going to jump right in today. So here's the problem: we as a people seem to have lost our ability to critically think about things. And here's the quote that I said last week: "As we have grown accustomed to taking salacious news headlines at face value without any further research or deeper reflection, so too." many people have taken biblical teaching from social media posts or videos at face value without any further research or deeper reflection. Essentially, what I, think, what I think is happening is we as a culture, I mean, we really have experienced a communications revolution. Think of, and I'm this is not an original thought, I'm ripping this off of so many different people, but think of how... Radical, the invention of the printing press was where language was only oral, it was only verbal. And then all of a sudden, you have the printing press and you have this explosion of print material, and we become a like print culture. Like, we everything that we do is based around books and writing and distributing these writings. And now it seems that we probably have already gone through and are just slowly realizing it. Or we are certainly in the midst of going through kind of a digital revolution where the print world of communications is either, depending on how you look at it, is either faded away or slowly fading away. And now we are a culture of sound bites and clickbait and short videos, consumable digital material. And that has radically shaped the way that we think about things, where we just take one quick little social media post that may or may not be true but we take it at face value. We don't think about it. We don't do any critical thinking. We don't cross-check our sources. This happens politically. This happens theologically, and it's a massive issue. And I think it's an issue that's affecting God's people in a negative way.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know that you have some specific examples of this. Would you care to Would you care to walk us through uh, maybe starting with a political example?
1: Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do these specific examples, and then we can talk more about the problem and what we can do in light of this problem. We already mentioned one of the solutions last week, spoiler alert, but we're gonna talk a little bit more about that perhaps, and see where the spirit leads. But so here are two examples. Two, ex- I mean, I think the reason why I bring politics into this, this is not a political podcast. I don't enjoy talking politics.
0: I don't think any, of us. like my heart
1: rate goes up when
0: you say the word politics.
2: Yeah, like, uh, I always have a resistance as well.
1: Yeah, it's not a, it's not a fun topic, especially these days, right? But I think that it serves as a good example because we all have seen this, especially in the past year or two or four or five or 10 or whatever. We've all seen the nonsense of people taking one little political post and just running with it and not cross-checking sources, not critically thinking, etc. cetera. So I'm going to pick on Fox News here for a minute. I think you could very well just as easily pick on CNN or MSNBC. So I'm not picking a side. I pinky promise I'll look you in the FaceTime eye because I have an iPhone now so I can do that <laughs> and promise I'm not picking. You could just as easily make this case about any any spectrum of of the political thing. But this is a very specific example. And here's, here's my clickbait headline. Fox News is not news. I think you could very well just easily say CNN is not news. MSNBC is not news. And the reason why I'm going to say this and use this specific example is because we need to know this, Christian. We need to know the reality of where we're getting our information, how we're getting our information, and how that is forming us. Okay. So here's here's the example. Stay with me. If I've already if I've already made you upset because I've insulted your go to place, stay with me. It's going to be okay. And uh, let's just see. Let's just see. Hear me out and see if we've got a point here or not. There was this famous lawsuit. Fox News was sued not too long ago, uh, specifically in regards to Tucker Carlson's program on Fox News. You can go look up the details of the lawsuit. We're not going to break it down, but here's what you need to know is that as the judge was reviewing this case and reviewing the lawsuit, US District Judge Mary K V.
0: Yeah, that's a name.
1: Last name starts with V. <laughs> <laughs> you can go look it up Mary K Viscosil,
2: viscousils, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: so, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. With all due respect, ma'am, I have no idea how to pronounce your last name, Mary Kay Viscosil's opinion, leaning heavily towards the arguments of Fox Fox's lawyers. So Fox News's lawyers said this. This was their argument in defense of this lawsuit. This was what Fox News said about their own show, and the judge agreed. This is what they said. The general tenor of the show, of Tucker Carlson's show, should then inform a viewer that Carlson is not, quote, stating actual facts, unquote, about the topics he discusses, and is instead engaging in, quote, exaggeration, unquote, and, quote, non-literal commentary, unquote. Think about that. So Fox News says of their own programming, and this judge agrees with them. We're not stating actual facts. We're stating exaggerations and non-literal commentary. And the judge wrote this. Fox persuasively argues that given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable viewer arrives with an appropriate amount of skepticism about the statement he makes.
0: It's wild. The problem that, that I have with this is I'm wondering how many reasonable viewers are there, really, Not saying that people are like stupid or anything, but I think like we go in with our own preconceived notions and to watch certain news sites based on our political opinions to fuel our own fire.
1: And I don't blame, I don't blame people. Like this is a mainstream news network in the United States. This is one of the biggest news networks in the United States, right? So you would be reasonable in my mind to expect them to deliver the news, right? to deliver what's happening. And that's not what's happening. And again, I think you can make this about any... Almost any major news network at this current moment in the United States. And the point of bringing this up again, I'm not trying to dunk on any political party. I'm not trying to make any political statement at all. But what I'm trying to point out is these media companies are based around entertainment and money. And I just, I really think that we need to be aware of that as Christians. We have to know this. We have to know this because if we just continue to take things at face value without doing any further research. Without engaging in critical thinking, we are slowly but surely like weakening those muscles, weakening those muscles that engage in critical thinking. And as Christians, that is not a good thing for our critical thinking muscles to be weakened, because then it bleeds into Christian discipleship.
0: I mean, I I see this like um it's difficult because I think that a lot of the times people are well-meaning and they really like believe what they say and they're willing to fight for it, which is generally, you know, that's what we're taught to do. Like fight for what you believe in, stand up for what you believe in. And if we think we're right, then like it only makes sense to fight for that. And I, I just see so many times like on Facebook or I don't know, even in real life where Christians will have a argument with whatever side they may be on, whether it be liberal or conservative with somebody of the other side. And I just think every time, like that's so sad to me because like, that's a chance to witness to somebody that's a chance to, and it's a, a lot of times it's to someone who's definitely not proclaiming to be a Christian. And I think that's one of the saddest things uh, to see is that we're putting our political preferences in front of, I don't know, witnessing and trying to disciple other people.
1: Yeah. I'd call that sin. Yeah. Not being winsome, not engaging gently with outsiders. It's wild. It is wild. And, 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 You know, I think that what you raised is absolutely a concern in and of itself. And then also, when, you know, this is how we act, this is how we view things, we don't think critically, we just take things at face value, we don't do the research. Then, when we come to the scriptures, we do the same thing. We see one social media post, we listen to one, you know, entertaining person on TikTok talk about how, well, the Bible doesn't actually say that. And then we just run with it. Oh, cool. All right. I guess the Bible doesn't actually say that Jesus is the only way to heaven because some guy on TikTok told me so. And I never took the time to think about it or to examine it or to view a different opinion. So I just, I think that we all, again, I'm, I'm really trying to reiterate why we brought up this point. It's not a political point, but I'm trying to say that we all recognize this phenomenon happening with the way that we engage in politics, with the way that we consume political news and don't dig into it. And I think that that phenomenon is very dangerous when in this digital age, Christians and really all people are exposed to lies and just stuff that's not true about the Bible on social media and um, on YouTube and TikTok. And if we are unable to think critically about these things, we are are really going to struggle in our faith and we're really going to struggle in the task to make disciples.
2: One of the things that we uh, definitely need to do is instead of Analyzing the source where we are getting the information, we should analyze the information itself and isolate each fact and try to investigate deeper before making any statements or even making any judgment calls based on where you got that information.
0: Mm -hmm. For example, if you're saying, if you're listening to CNN or Fox News and, and they say something egregious or that makes you have an emotional reaction you should probably think hey they're trying to sell airtime they want me to watch this what's really going on here behind all of this emotionally charged yes
2: absolutely so let's say that they're talking about i don't know climate change don't listen just to one source try to seek other sources and try to understand what the issue is in reality
1: yeah facts preach retweet Holy above, yeah, I love that, brother. I love that. I think I think you're spot on. And this is uh, something that I said last week that some of uh, professors that I've had in the past have challenged me with is whether it's in politics, whether it's in theology, or any other facet of life. Whether it's in marriage, come on, somebody, yeah, you need to be communication
0: is important. Yes,
1: it is. You need to be able to understand and articulate and explain the quote unquote other sides perspective. So if if my wife gets mad at me because I don't make the bed and in my head, I'm just thinking, well, we're going to sleep in it again. So obviously I'm right. And there's no reason to make the bed. If I can't articulate why she wants the bed made, why that's important to her, then I don't understand the problem. And I'm going to suffer the consequences of that. Trust me, fam. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. But in any facet of life, whether it's, if, if it's political, if you can't articulate both sides of the spectrum, then you don't understand the actual issue at hand. If you can't winsomely articulate two perspectives in theology on a particular issue, then I don't I don't think you fully understand the issue at hand. So I think that's well said, bro. Yeah,
2: and and just to that point you made earlier, that we sometimes we see videos on social media and assume it's right or even podcasts like this one. We we just want you, warrior, not just to Assume that what we're saying is right. We want you to seek more information about it. Compare it to the Bible.
0: And above just information, like we want your heart to be, you know, seeking Christ.
2: Right. Everything we're trying to say here, we're always trying to have our foundation in Christ. So everything has to be aligned with the Bible, with the scripture. So we definitely encourage you to seek more knowledge in the scripture and compare what we're saying to the scripture.
1: Yes. Well, that's a, that's a good point to, to transition at. So, because I think, I think that's, that's incredibly well said that everything that we do needs to be grounded in scripture, that we want scripture to influence all that we do. And 100%, yeah, we don't want anyone to even take our word for things. We want them to examine them in light of scripture. So now this phenomenon that we've been talking about, right, this also, though, impacts the way that people understand the Bible. Yeah. And so, so here's, here's my favorite example to use, because this is such a popular post, and people that I love and respect have posted this as well. And here's the quote, tell me, warrior, shout it out if you've seen this. The Bible says, do not fear 365 times, one for each day of the year. So that we can be fearless every day.
0: Yep, I've definitely. Actually, I heard someone say that the other day. I've, I've seen that one a Man, lot. Yeah.
1: It's not, it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> what? My very so foundation sorry. is shaken. I'm so sorry. And that's that's not like a like a critical example like if you if you believe that and then you find out that's actually not at all true. Isn't it, I
0: think it's like 149 or something like that. I don't know. I don't actually know what the real number is so I'm I'm not sure
1: but Yeah, well it depends on the translation. Huh. It depends on the translation, which is should be an obvious point. Mm-hmm. But again, if we just exercise some basic critical thinking in the King James, thou shall not fear, <laughs> right? CSB or NIV, it's going to be Sure. It'll say, do not be afraid. If you look in the HCSB, the Holman Christian Standard Bible, where the CSB comes from, the CSB is kind of the new and improved HCSB. Do not be afraid. You only see 29 times.
0: Wow. I can, I can be unafraid for the month of February. That's right. No, wait, does February
1: have 29 or 28 days? 28, but
2: on a leap year, year. 29 on a leap year. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hashtag fearless February. Come on somebody. (laughs) But if you, if you look though, if you do, do not be afraid or do not fear, or like don't fear or fear not, or be not afraid. If you look at all those kind of similar phrases, you'll see 119 in the HCSB. So, That's a lot, and that's awesome, and that's a great encouragement that we see in Scripture. And you should definitely know the context for each and every single one of those before you quote a single one of them, right? But the point is that, like, we just we're so quick to take these things that we see on social media at face value without doing any further research, and they're wrong. They're just not true. So it's it's just a it's a tough example. I'm I'm sure you guys have seen that one posted, right? Oh, yeah,
0: I've seen that one definitely. Yeah. It's just,
1: it's this, this example just speaks to the phenomena that, that where you've been discussing where our lack of critical thinking impacts our Christian discipleship.
0: Yeah. And and it's so easy because it sounds so nice and it sounds so like, oh, Jesus loves me so much. He put that 365 times. Like, I don't know. It just sounds like something that like we want to be true. And I think well-meaning people, like, I think from all the times that I've either seen that or heard somebody say that it's been from well-meaning people. So I guess my question is for you, if somebody says that and we know that it's not true um, and we know that it can maybe even be harmful, I mean, obviously this is a like a not so serious example, but um, there can be more serious examples of things that could be harmful to to other Christians or to ourselves, to our faith. So how do we go about handling, like if somebody posts, do not fear is three three 365 times, one for each day. How do we confront that in a graceful way. Obviously, like, I don't want to be that person who's like, well, actually that's not true. Um, because I don't think that's helpful to be, you know, that person on social media. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And you're right. You definitely don't want to be that, you know, (laughs) you don't want to be the Dwight Schrute just saying (laughs) false, false all the time, walking around and, and saying false. Um, I think just asking questions is the best way to deal with it. So, in this specific example if somebody is really passionate about the idea that the bible you know according to them or according to the posts that they've read says do not fear 365 times i would just ask something something simple like well well how do you know how do you know have you seen a list of all the verses that say that or i'll often just try to like throw myself under the bus be like oh man i i've said that so many times i used to believe that myself and then Uh, Or like, you know what, I remember when I actually saw that post, I thought it was awesome. And I shared it myself. And then a fellow pastor or somebody else actually sent me a list of all the times that Do Not Be Afraid is actually listed in the scriptures. And it's much less than that. The fact that Do Not Be Afraid is not listed 365 times. does not change anything about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like that doesn't impact our faith at all. But I've always, I think the best approach that I've seen or that I've been able to use, or that I've really seen other wise people use is simply ask questions. How do you know this to be true? Where did you get that information? I, I had a, a, someone in a significant role in leadership in a church one time tell me that their favorite Bible verse was, God helps those who help themselves. And after I picked my jaw up from the floor, I think I just said, oh, what was the reference for that? Or like, where did you see that one in, in scripture? And just tried to ask some loving questions. Like, how do you know that to be true? How do you know that that's a Bible verse? Because spoiler alert, it's not. It's a stupid saying. It's not true. It's anti-gospel. Christ helps the helpless. Christ came to save the helpless. All of us are helpless in the grand scheme of things. And Christ came to rescue us from ourselves. So yeah, I That w- just started to rant there. I'm sorry. <laughs> It was, it was good. It was, it was asking questions, ask, asking generous and gracious questions, I think is the best way to go about those things. How do you know this to be true? Where did you get that information respectfully? Or if you know them to be 100% wrong, be like, oh man, I remember when, you know, somebody I shared that. I thought it was awesome. And then somebody corrected me on it. And here's what I think is actually true.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I really appreciate it.
2: Or we can say, oh, wow. How many times did you read the Bible? (laughs)
1: It that's mario's way to be sorry that's mario's way to be gracious my bad <laughs> you certainly haven't read the bible 365 times i'll tell you that brother
0: that one might be for if it's like a closer friend That'll work or like if you, if you know they're not gonna you know punch you in the face after that
1: sometimes people just need a little slap just a little just a little slap that's true that's
0: true mario's like he's one of those people that you could tell him anything and it wouldn't offend him like yeah yeah
1: you are, man. You are. I respect that so much.
2: I actually like it when people correct me because yeah, I stop being like um, stupid <laughs> <laughs> and doing the wrong thing. Know. You know, like uh, I, I just like to do the right thing. And, and uh, I appreciate it when people correct me.
0: Yeah. Mario's yeah. not a words of affirmation person. He's more of a words of tell me what I need to be doing person. So, yeah, that's, that's right. Definitely not me, but that's okay. He's a soldier.
1: <laughs> He's a soldier. Still a soldier at heart. <laughs>
0: But yeah, questions. I I love that. I love that. I think that's great. Yeah, I think think it's helpful.
1: I think it's helpful. Um, Last week, Elizabeth, you gave one of the antidotes to this phenomenon. So if this reality is a problem where we aren't being critical thinkers, we're taking things at face value, we're not doing further research, what are the two antidotes for this problem? You mentioned one of them at the close of our time together last week. Would you want to just reiterate that and and just summarize that?
0: Sure. Yeah, definitely would be take some time in silence. We're surrounded so much today, especially in this technology age where everything that we want to know or anyone that we want to communicate with pretty much is at our fingertips we can just grab our phone give someone a call text someone check our social media and we have so many ways to send messages and everything around us is just loud all the time all the time and that doesn't ever give us a chance to sit and think just being in silence taking some time that we can just be with god be in the presence of god and just rest our souls rest our minds but i don't know about the second one
1: the second one Mario, you have already dropped.
0: Whoa! On the
2: water. Oh, oh, did I?
1: Come on! Yeah, what was Prophetically, it? Prophetically, the second antidote, Mario, you have already said, which is ensure that the Word of God is your worldview, that the Word of God is the lens through which you see things, that the Word of God is your foundation of truth for the way that you live your life. So, do you want to say anything more on that, brother, or share any practices for how to read the Bible, how to prioritize that in your life? That's probably the biggest question I get when I talk to people about scripture reading is like, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. So what would you say to those people? What would you say about this this second antidote?
2: Well, I definitely think it's a necessary thing. So if it's a necessity, you have to do, right? In order to be healthy. It's just like eating. Like you have to eat. At some point you have to eat in order to be healthy. So Spend time with God and learning more about God is definitely something necessary for your spiritual health. We definitely need to prioritize those things in our lives because we won't have any experience with God if we don't seek Him. To know God, to have intimacy with God, we need to really slow down, prioritize um, reading scripture, getting close to God, praying. I think those things are really really necessary.
1: Perfect, man. Perfect.
0: What about people who say they don't have any time?
2: I think it's about priority. Mm -hmm. I think you you can make time for anything you want. You just need to decide to do it.
1: Wow. Dude, you're right. You're right. It, It is. It is about priority. You know, you, you don't, you don't find time. You make time for the things that are important to you.
2: That's right. And if you, if you have a list of priorities, you don't have a priority. You have to define what is really important for you and then go for it.
1: Yeah, that's a good word, brother. That's a good word. I want to share just this quick little challenge. This is from a pastor named Rick Warren out in California. He's a stud. And he, I listened to a podcast that he did just the other week. And I've been doing this since I heard him say, and it's been kind of fun. It's been a, it's been an interesting way for me to mix up my Bible reading. But he says, this, this is what he does morning and evening. So he keeps an open Bible next to his bed, an open Bible. And he said, if, if you've never done this challenge before, he would recommend either starting in the Psalms or in one of the gospel narratives. So in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, one of one of their gospel accounts. You keep an open Bible next to your bed first thing in the morning before you look at your phone. That's massive. Wow! Before you look at your phone, your Bible's already open. So step one is already complete. You don't even have to worry about that. It's already open. And you read it until something challenges you or comforts you. Hmm. You just start reading. And again, if you're new to this, if this is if this is weird, open up to the Psalms or open up to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Keep it open next to your bed. And then start reading and stop when you find something that challenges you or comforts you and then just meditate on that. As you go through the rest of it, you stop reading your Bible. It's okay. You, you've You've got your one little thing for the morning. And then chew on that. Meditate on that. Let that really challenge you. Let that really comfort you as you go through the rest of your morning routine. And then in the evening, he says he does the same exact thing. Put your phone away, put it out of reach from your bed or wherever you're going to read your Bible, and then read until something challenges you or comforts you and meditate on that. Think about that. Let that dwell in your mind until you go to bed.
0: Wow. I mean, I I love it. I love it because that's something so like you don't have to sit and read your Bible for hours on end if that sounds like overwhelming. because I think a lot of times it's like, well, you should be reading your Bible and praying like that sounds really overwhelming. But this is something that anybody could do. I mean, who doesn't check their phone in the morning? Like I've done it so many times. I did it this morning. Like I think that's what most people do. But switch that out for reading your Bible and doing it this challenge way. Like you'll spend the same amount of time reading your Bible as you do checking your phone, but you're doing something more productive and more beneficial to your soul and, to your, and most importantly to your relationship with Jesus. Thank you for listening to us. If you want to trust in Christ or if you want to learn more about making Him the authority over your life or if you want to learn more about us, send us a message on our Instagram at WGMHQ. That's WGMHQ. We will make sure that someone gets in touch with you. This has been Warrior Podcast with Connor Shanahan. Warrior God Ministries' mission is to change the world by making disciples among military members and first responders and equipping them to be disciple makers and missionaries in their respective communities for the glory of Jesus Christ.